What's going on? This is the Biggie Show back for another episode. Episode five means NFL Week Five. In this episode, we got a very special guest joining us once again. He's new to the show. Not you know. Thank you for Matt last week coming on, but new guest this time. Um, this episode, we're gonna do NFL recap. Uh, definitely some questionable causes this week. Um, Devontae Adams, what has gotten into his head? And also talk some uh, talk about some MLB. And also Philly sports rolling high. It's a great time to be a Philly fan. Uh, all that and more on the Biggie Show. What's going on, Brennan? Hey, how's it going, Ethan? Back with another episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're joined by a very special guest via Zoom. Good friend of mine, Joseph Pargo. What's going on, Joseph? What's up, Big E? What's <laughs> up, Big E? Um, so, uh, Brennan, as usual with your NFL recap, what stood out for you this week? Uh, first thing I want to really talk about is what the heck is going on with Russell Wilson and the Broncos? <laughs> it seems... Okay, so things are coming out. Uh, Russell Wilson has been, like, hated in Seattle and now in Denver. <laughs> yeah. Um, wh- Like, what, what's going on? I... Like I really have no idea. This is a Broncos team. Like Russell Wilson's a great quarterback. You've corny. got he's corny though. I mean he is, but like hey hey Brennan, you know what we should do after this? We should get his sandwich, the Danger Witch. The Danger Witch. The Danger Witch. Like, well, I mean you've got a lot of good players. You're like you've got Sutton, you got Judy, you got Gordon. Like you've got a lot of great weapons on offense mm-hmm. for uh, the Broncos, and of course you've also got some great players on defense like Sertain, Chubb. Uh, I don't know why they're just underperforming the way they are, and that was probably one of the worst Thursday night games we've seen in recent history. It might be the worst game ever. <laughs> yeah. Like the Ice Bowl back in 1970. Oh, was yeah. Than that. <laughs> yeah, I just... This Broncos team, they really shouldn't be playing the way they are. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's one thing to lose, but like to losing... suck this bad? <laughs> but losing 12-9, to nine, and then in the post-game conference, you go... Broncos country <laughs> like, to have all these weapons and not have put touchdowns on the board. What is what is that? Yeah, wait. They don't get. I don't think they got a single t- no, touchdown. No, no. I don't think a team scored in that whole game. Touchdown. Yeah, no. It was all field goals. Yep. All field goals. Dang. Um, I know Joseph has criticized Russell in the recent weeks. What, 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 Joseph? What, um, your thoughts on Russell Wilson? He's just like the most cringe quarterback, <laughs> like. In the league. More than Drew Locke? Yeah, more than Drew Locke, for sure. <laughs> so you rather like, have... just the videos of him, like, I physically cringe just from, like, hearing him speak. And Let's ride. <laughs> I can't believe he said that. After a terrible primetime game, he had to get that in there. Yeah, like... No wonder no one likes him. Say that when you win. Uh, here's the thing. I don't want to defend him because like he needs to be held accountable because he's just not playing well mm-hmm. but i don't want like i don't think we should hate on him you know I'm, i don't think it's hating on him i think it's yeah. just being well i don't mean like, like us like like critical we're all being respectful here yeah. but like people on the internet some people are just being a little i mean too but that's the much? internet yeah that's just um, the internet yeah but it's just and reports like went out that you know it's obviously if you watch that thursday night game the analyst Richard Sherman is on the primetime Amazon primetime. Richard Sherman, um, uh, analyst, analyst group. Yep. Before the game, um, group. he he made it clear he does not like Russell Wilson. I mean, 
He made it very clear. There's part of a reason for that, but <laughs> I think so. But he still, like, he made it very clear. He doesn't like it. The teammates he played with doesn't don't like him. A lot of people on social media point out that people he's played with don't like him either. Hmm. It it's it's bad of Denver. Yeah. Um, but not only that did that. Not only that did happen this week. Let's talk about Devontae Adams. Mm, yeah. That that was uncalled for last night. If you don't know, Devontae Adams uh, walking off the field at the at the end of the Chiefs game. Shoved a camera um, person mm. over. Um, that's uncalled for, I think. Yeah. Um, I get it. I get it. Tough, heated moment. Mm-hmm. I do. I will give some criticism to the camera guy. I don't know if he should have went right into his face. Well, I don't think he was trying to. Like, he had a tripod. So, like, obviously, you're not setting a tripod up in his mm. face. I mean, we, of course, like... It's one of those tripods you put on your body. It's a body, yeah. yeah. But I don't think he was trying to get into Devontae's face, necessarily. I think he was... Maybe he was trying to get on the field, maybe get some shots of the Chiefs celebrating their victory. I mean, I don't know. I don't think it was the cameraman's... Uh, he was trying to get in Devontae's face. I think he was just trying to walk. But, like, I get it. You had a tough loss. Mm. You know, you're frustrated. You wish things could have gone better. You had the Chiefs, like, by that. You almost got them. And you come up short. It's natural to be frustrated. Yeah. Just don't push some random guy who had nothing to do with it. Did you, did you know he's uh, he's filed a police report? Uh, the uh, he, camera guy. Yeah, he filed a police report with the hospital with injuries. Non-threatening, of course, but yeah, I think it's still noted. That should be noted. Um, I know Joseph, I think he sent me that last night. What would you think about that? You just can't. You can't do that. Like, no matter how bad the loss is, you can't be pushing down a cameraman. Like, he's kind of just doing his job. I know he got in your way a little. Mm-hmm. But you can't. You just can't. That's uncalled for. Yeah. That's very uncalled for. Yeah. Um, a lot of things happen this week. Now, I want to talk about the Panthers. Carolina Panthers. Um, yeah. That just seems like a mess up down there in North Carolina. Yeah. Matt Rule fired after, I think, three seasons. With I think a, so, yeah. With a fabulous record of 11-27 and 27 <laughs> off the charts, man. And, and to, to make things better, they have to pay this man, like, 60, 40 to 60 million in like the next like four years. Yeah, he gets to sit at home and collect a fat check. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Where did, where does where do the Panthers go from here, Joseph? Where did the Panthers go from here? They're definitely in just total rebuild. Mm-hmm. Probably gonna. I see them trading away some people. Like, see a lot of reports. People are calling in about McCaffrey, mm-hmm. Brian Burns, DJ Moore. I yeah. can definitely see them sending away one or two of them to get some picks to start that rebuild. I definitely can see McCaffrey on the move. Yeah. Um, I really hope the Ravens pick up DJ Moore. Oh, yeah. That would help our offense big time because I think what we like to do, what I, what I would want to do is kind of use how Debo is being used Yeah. in San Francisco. I like that a lot. We've been trying to do that with um, uh, Devin DuVernay. Uh, we saw. I saw that Monday night. I uh, was, was at the, at the game. I, I like what I saw with how they used Devin. Mm-hmm. Um, I really think DJ Moore could be that person for us. Yeah, I wanted him right out of college, actually, um, but I think Panthers took him a few picks before the Ravens. Yeah, um, but I definitely could see that happen. Mm. What, what about McCaffrey? What do you think? You think he's gonna go somewhere? Yeah, and honestly, I'm not sure where, but I feel like it would make sense to you know trade him to get some draft picks or even some other like. 
I don't want to say like lesser players, but you know what I mean. Like, because mm-hmm. I mean, obviously he's worth a lot. He's one of the best running backs in the league as long as he can keep healthy. Do you think he's worth a first round pick? I'd say it's probably just one first round pick. Maybe and, like a high first round. Yeah, pick? probably like one in the last few rounds. Yeah. Like if a team, I mean, has not mul- rounds. Sorry, uh, picks like thirty for like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe if a team has multiple first round picks, I don't think he's like worth like like your main first round pick. Right. But maybe multiple first round picks or really, a really really high second one. Yeah. Just because of the injuries. He's a he's a fabulous player. Yeah. I love watching McCaffrey, but he just is injury prone. Very injury prone. Yeah. Um uh Joseph, what stood out for you in this week five of the NFL season? For me, it would be the NFC East. The Cowboys looked very good. Mm-hmm against the Rams, in my opinion. And they're still not playing without their starting quarterback. And say what you want about Cooper Rush and Dak, but Dak's still better than Cooper Rush. Like, when you look back from when Dak started in 2016, the Cowboys have been first in yards per game, have been top 10 in yards per game, Mm -hmm. points per game, every single year, except the years Dak was in there. And that's including this year. So everyone's saying, like, oh, Cooper Rush is better than Dak. He's really not because Dak was still – like, even though he didn't look good week one, he's still the better quarterback, and they will improve when he's back. And the Giants also look beating the the Packers. That was big surprise to me. Mm-hmm. They looked a lot better than I thought they would, and they actually might be a good team. I thought they were just getting lucky wins. But the beating the Packers – yeah, beating the Packers like that, coming back, coming back on Aaron Rodgers, that's not easy to do. Mm-hmm. And I just want to like say some real quick. This is slightly off topic, but like, look at the Giants and look at uh, the Cowboys. Like, obviously Cooper Rush is a backup, like you said, not as good as Dak. And then um, Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones isn't as bad as some people, you know, say he is. But he's. I really don't think he isn't that good of a quarterback. Uh, but then, so when you look at what's going on in Washington with Ron Rivera throwing Carson Wentz under the bus like that. Oh yeah. Like. It's Ooh. one. It's unfair that you're just throwing Carson Wentz under the bus like that, making him seem like the issue with no hesitation. Mm-hmm. But like, like again, the Giants they don't have the greatest quarterback, but their offensive line protects him. Their weapons know what to do. They got Saquon. Saquon knows how to run. He's a great <laughs> running back when he you know is healthy. You mean Saquad? Saquad. Yes. Excuse me. Saquad Barkley. <laughs> and then yeah, and of course like Cowboys have. Great offensive weapons as well, and that defense is lethal. Uh, so for Ron Rivera to just say, you know, oh, it's all Carson Wentz, like, no, it's not. <laughs> Carson's not the greatest quarterback. I'll, I'll admit that, but he's not the problem. Mm-hmm. At least not the main problem or all of the problem. So if you are the Cowboys, you got a big, huge game coming up, prime time. Mm. Do you go with Cooper or do you start Dak? What do you think? You guys can both. If Dak, in this, in my opinion, if Dak is hundred percent healthy, you got to start him because he is still the better player. Agreed. But I don't know where he is on his health. Like, if he will be ready, and will he be hundred percent? I don't know. I think you got to go with Cooper Rush, though. Because I, I, the reason I said it is he may not be the better quarterback. Right. But he they are flowing with him. Yeah. And a quarterback's flow to an offense is very important. Yeah. I think we've seen that 
for example, back in Pittsburgh when Big Ben would go down, and A.B. would be doing really good, but then Landry Jones would get in, and A.B. would not produce. Mm-hmm. And that's simply just because of quarterback flow. Cooper's been practicing first team for a few weeks now. I think you got to go with Cooper Rush for mm-hmm. this game just to keep things in the flow. Yeah, I agree with that. If after this game, okay, then you know, see, you know what happens. Um, but say, all right, say if they keep both of you guys can respond to this. Mm-hmm. Say if they keep Cooper Rush in, do they, and they win? Say they win, beat the Eagles. What do you think going from there? Well, I feel like it depends on how they beat the Eagles. It's not always the quarterback that gets the win. It's not always the offense that gets the win. Sometimes it's just your defense was lights out, and then your offense just barely squeaks by because, you know, you didn't have much to score against. Mm -hmm. Uh, Other times it's, you know, special teams, last-minute field goal kick. You know all about that, Ethan. (laughs) A last-minute field goal can change everything. Uh, So it all depends on how... If the Cowboys do beat the Eagles, how they get this win, and also by like how much, because like Cooper could put up terrible numbers and they still get a win. Uh, That's true. So again, it all depends. I feel like it's not so much whether they win or lose; it's how Cooper Rush does in mm-hmm. the game. What do you think, Joseph? I'm gonna have to agree with that because, like, the Cowboys defense looks really good. To yeah. be honest, yeah. Like, I, I didn't see Micah Parsons. much of that game. Yeah, Micah. I told you the other week about like how much I love Micah, and even though like I don't want to like, like make a claim now, but like he has great potential. Like mm. he's he's scary, man. He is very scary. Yeah, I think Eagles are gonna block him. I don't know. <laughs> Our offense a lot really banged up. Well, speaking of the Eagles, coming up, we're gonna interview Joseph and talk about all the great things happening in Philly. Um, that's all coming up on the Biggie Show. Welcome back. Great NFL talk in that first segment. So on the line we have a good friend of mine, Joseph Pargo, longtime Philly fan. Joseph, the Eagles are roll riding high right now. They're they flying are, high. They're flying high. They are on a roll. On the road to victory. That's right. <laughs> How sure. How do you feel? How did? What are your feelings? Your thoughts about this season so far? I mean, obviously, I got a really good feeling. There's a. They just look really good, both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. Offense just is clicking every game. You guys are putting up numbers. Good numbers. Defense looks lights out for the most part. Giving up a few drives here and there, giving up a few plays, but that happens. I'm just excited for the rest of the season. But they're starting to get banged up. At one point in the game, only had two starters in this past week versus the Cardinals for about half the game. So we'll see if people can stay healthy. But if they stay healthy, I can see them definitely making a run in the playoffs. I definitely could see that. I mean, coming into this season, you guys looked uh, schedule-wise, team-wise, really like on pace to win the NFC East. Um, and I, I was going through doing my predictions and I really only saw them losing a couple, a few games. Yeah. A few games. I agree. The, um, they look that a lot of people are comparing this to the Super Bowl team. Do you agree with that? I do agree with that. Cause then the, I mean, it just reminds me of it. Like the teams gelled together, defense, very good. 
Uh, secondary's good, which it was back then. Mm-hmm. Eagles have struggled in secondary since that 2017, and it's back to being good. Offense clicking, moving the ball. It's, it reminds me a lot of that 2017 team. It does. It really does look like the Super Bowl team that we saw. Oh, yeah. Um, how, Your thoughts on Jalen Hurts and how he's performed up to this point? I mean, it's been great. Like, as long as a quarterback wins a game, like, I'm okay with kind of how he plays. Like, yeah, he doesn't have, like, 12 passing touchdowns, but he's winning games. He's picking up third downs. He's running the ball when he needs to. He's making good passes. He's not turning it over. And that's all you really need from your quarterback, just keeping you in the game and winning the game. That's true. I mean, yet mm-hmm. I think we see, like, Mahomes and Allen – and even Lamar put up these great numbers. Mm. But at the end of the day, you know, all that matters at the end of the year is if you put a W on the board. Yep. you got to win. Yeah. And a win is a win. And I think I think Hurts, even though he's he is playing well. Don't don't get me wrong. Hurts is playing really mm-hmm. well. Mm. Um uh but at the, at the end of the day, all that matters is to win. But also like I don't know if it's like to counter your argument, but like it's a two-sided game. How dare you disagree with me? I'm not. I mean, I'm not disagreeing, but you know what I mean. Like, I like Eagles have a nice, solid defense. You know, mm-hmm. the numbers are there. You know, no disputing that. But at the same time, the defense could, at any point, give up that crucial touchdown. They could give up that crucial yardage, whatever. Mm-hmm. So no matter how well the offense does, if the other team's offense is just burning a hole for your defense, it doesn't. Like, it sounds rude, but it doesn't matter how good you play, and it's ultimately not your fault if you lose. True. Um, true. Coming into this week, huge primetime game against Dallas in Dallas. Uh, wait. No, it's in Philly. Uh, that's about in Philly. In Philly. Yeah, um, how dare you, Ethan? Come on, man. <laughs> what um, What are your thoughts or concerns going into this game this Sunday night? If uh, I, I'm not going to lie to you, I am a little nervous. I don't know. I'm not going to be like, oh, they're definitely winning. Like, every other week, I was like, Eagles are winning, no doubt. But this week, especially Dallas, has recently been beating the Eagles. Even if our rosters were kind of the same, Dallas was a little better, they would still blow out the Eagles. Mm -hmm. But I think that defense is going to do a good job of keeping Hurts from running and kind of locking – not locking down our receivers, but covering pretty well. Mm-hmm. And I don't. I just don't know. If they they won't look the same, like they looked all year. I think. And oh, of all. No, you're good. I think most games for the Eagles look. I'm looking at the schedule. Look winnable, mm-hmm. and you can say that for any team. Yeah. But the big thing, the big even if it's if division opponents, bring a different challenge. Division op- opponents mainly are usually close. Yeah. Like, look at this, for example. I mean, I was happy with the win in Baltimore. And even though we didn't play that well, I expected it to be a really close game. Right. With a real, I just, that's how division games go. Yeah. Even, so you don't, no matter how good your team is, division games are always different. They always, they feel different. It's just, you know, it's going to be a, a, a close matchup. Mm-hmm. Especially the good rivalries like Steelers, Ravens, Dallas, Philly. Um, not the Bears-Packers, but... Yeah, not know, anymore. You know, some other rivalries. Yeah. It just feel 
different. And so even though on paper they look really good, Eagles, I could, I wouldn't. If they, if they lose, I wouldn't be surprised. It wouldn't be like a shocker. Yeah. Not, and that, well, I mean, they get blown out. That might be a shocker. Yeah, if they get blown out, that's going to surprise me. But if I'm it's expecting close. like a field goal. I think so, too. So, yeah. And honestly, like, they played the Cowboys again. I see them, whether they win this one or they win the other one, I see them splitting this season this Definitely. year, one and one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd, I'd prefer that they w- win, you know, in Eagle, in Philadelphia just to, you know, give the home fans, you know, extra hype, extra energy, mm. and also to keep this impressive win streak up. But I I don't see either team blanking out their rival this season. I think they're going to both win one game against each other. Yeah, I can see that. I think I talked about that uh, before the, the, the Yeah, started. when we did, like, our schedule thing. Mm. Yeah. So after Dallas, you guys have your bye. Um, and then... Um, you guys kind of, you guys got a pretty light schedule. Yeah. After that, how do you feel about these ne- upcoming weeks? I mean, after that, the bye, we got the Steelers, the Texans, the Commanders. Like, all the games look very winnable. At the Colts, like you were saying, they all look winnable. But about, sometimes what, team. What about that Packers game? It is at home. Mm-hmm. Which is very good because when the Eagles are good, the fans are better and more scummier. And the better, <laughs> the more scummy the Eagles fan, the better. I mean, I think they're always but, scummy no matter what. But oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like when they're better, just become they become more scummy. Oh yeah, you know. <laughs> oh, trust me, I know. I've been to Philly's games when they were hot, and I've seen some scummy action in the in the stands. Yeah, I think that. I mean, looking at that past week, Green Bay. You know, not really scoring a point in mm-hmm. the second half. See, I could see that that they're definitely struggling this year. Yeah, I could see the Eagles winning this game. I think so too. The Packers will get better, mm-hmm. but I'm home field advantage is so crucial in the NFL, and especially for certain teams like the Eagles. And it's bigger in Philly. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, so I think they could take that Packers game. It's not going to be easy, but yeah. I'd definitely say go Eagles against the Packers. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah you guys got a light schedule. Yeah, Houston on the board. Yeah, Indianapolis looks terrible. Yeah. Um, hey, they beat the Broncos, though. The Broncos are a very tough team because <laughs> they got the Broncos country energy, and they know how to ride. That's right. 200 million, baby. Let's, left wide. I mean, let's ride. <laughs> um, so, Chances the Colts did beat the Chiefs, though. I oh, think that that's Colts true. Did beat the Chiefs. May, that may have been a fluke game, though, for the Chiefs. The thing is, with football, the games happen all the time. Football is so hard with that. Like, I feel like you can never be safe making a football bet. Mm-hmm. Like, it's probably the mm-hmm. most unpredictable sport out of all the major ones. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, but transitioning over to baseball, Phillies are in the postseason after 11 year drought. Let's go. They um played today at one actually. Um, so how how do you feel about the Phillies this season at, overall? Overall, I mean, it was up and down the whole year. Mm-hmm. I mean, firing our man Girardi, then bringing in Rob Thompson, and the team just kind of taking off since Rob Thompson got there. It's, I mean, it's just been up and down. That's the best way to describe it. Mm-hmm. There was points where I'd be like, we're definitely making the playoffs. Then there was points where I was like, 
no playoffs this year again. Same thing. Phillies fold at the end. But I'm glad they're in it. I'm glad they won that series mm. versus the Cardinals. How did you feel watching that that game um, against the first? We'll do the Astros when they won and they made the playoffs. How did you feel? I was just ecstatic. It's the first time since like 2011. I was a kid. Like I don't even remember mm-hmm. them really in the playoffs. Like I remember them like 2008 winning the World Series, but like it's kind of a blur. Mm-hmm. Of, like the first time I really get to experience them in the playoffs. Um, that was a great, great win for them. Mm-hmm. And then just this past weekend, um, I guess you can call it a sweep. Yeah, it is a sweep. Sweeping the Cardinals. Yep. In St. Louis as well. Yeah. What do, what do you think? What do you think about that? That was, I mean, I I knew they were gonna win. I just had a feeling. Everyone was saying, "Oh, Cardinals got the easy dub." You know, Cardinals, they look good. They can make it all the way to the World Series. They might even go to the, you know, in the in the final four. But a lot of Phillies fans showed up for that, if you saw them saying. They, they, Phillies fans. They're loyal. They are loyal. They are. But that was just, it just felt so good beating the Cardinals, especially since the last time they were in the playoffs, the Cardinals were the ones that knock them out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it felt, kind of good, felt good to get some revenge. Mm-hmm. But upcoming, you have a tough task against the defending World Series champions. Yeah. Huge task oh, against yeah. Atlanta. Um, what do you think about these upcoming games? Um, you start, the, the first two games are on the road in Atlanta. Um, today at 1 and then tomorrow at 4 o'clock. How do you feel coming in these games? Not feeling the best but they could win it's they got to play great baseball they got to pitch good they got to hit good i mean it's what it comes down but the braves are a really good team and i could see the braves repeating yeah which is yeah which is i wouldn't like that but the phillies got a tough task they can do it but it's gonna be hard do you think it's gonna you really gotta dig deep? Do you think it's gonna stretch out these five games? Or I think so. I think it'll go five. Yeah, um, I sorry, go ahead. I think they'll probably split in Atlanta and then split in Philly. And then game five back in Atlanta. But the Phillies fans will be on fire, especially this week with Dallas, then playing Friday, Saturday. Mm-hmm. And then play Dallas on Sunday, it's gonna the fans will be there, sell out. Definitely. Mm-hmm. We'd love to go to that game. <laughs> oh yeah. Um yeah, definitely Philly is on fire right now. Yeah. Uh I know Brennan and I will talk about this in the next segment, Philly's baseball. Mm-hmm. Um but I could definitely see them I think they I think they were gonna win this first game. They're gonna win this first game. Um, they maybe maybe even win the next two games, maybe. But if they don't, they re- I think that home field advantage is definitely going to make up for it. Really make up for it. Yeah, it's going to be hard. The Braves is probably I don't know if it's the toughest MLB stadium to play in, but it's definitely up there. Really? You remember that video you sent me about the for the sure. fans doing the tomahawk chop and the entire is that, stadium is that was Atlanta? Up? 
Yeah, that was Atlanta. Oh, wow. And that was a regular season game. That was not a postseason game. And it was loud. It was bright. It was... Here's the thing. Like, I'm not a Phillies fan. I should clear that up for anyone who doesn't know. But my dad's a He's Phillies time. fan. He's part-time. Yeah. Like, they're my National League team. Okay. Uh, But... Like, here's the thing. I get nervous watching them play against the Braves in Atlanta because that tomahawk chop chant, you think Kansas City does it well? No, Atlanta is the father of the tomahawk chop chant, and they are, it's it's scary to watch it. Like, I can't imagine what it would be like live on the mound trying to throw a pitch to somebody, you know, and keep your composure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Well, that's baseball. Yeah, that's Philly baseball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exciting matchups coming up. I'm going to transition into a couple more sports. I got the 76ers. Mm-hmm. Sixers, baby. Um, they had a strong year last year. Um, how do you feel about coming into this year? I think they'll be a little bit more improved. More chemistry between Harden and Bede, Maxi, since they've all been together now for a year instead of coming through midway through the season. Um, it's, I mean, obviously I could see them being in the championship in the finals, but again, that's going to be, they could, they got the roster, they got the defense, they got the scores, they got the heart, but Mm. it's basketball and the Sixers always find a way to fold. How do you feel about, um, Harden this year? I know he's now he's going to have a full year on the team. I think the chemistry will be a little bit better. He'll probably be the same scoring-wise. Probably up his assists a little, just knowing the players, knowing mm-hmm. Maxie and Bede, everyone around him. And P.J. Tucker coming in, going to get a lot more offensive rebounds too. So that will help them get more possessions. Because mm-hmm. last year they were just very bad at rebounding, especially on the offensive side. And, you know, like P.J. Tucker getting an offensive rebound, passing it out to Harden who hits Maxi for three with his assist or something. like? I could see a lot more of that this year. Extra possessions. Do you think Joel Embiid deserved an MVP last year? Definitely, dude. Definitely? Def- the, last year? Cheated out? Yes. Everyone on social media was agreeing with that, too. Yeah, I feel like I just I, – when, when I saw um, – I forget. What's the player from Denver? Jokic? Yeah. 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 I was like, I, I, I was even surprised at that. I was like, back to back? Yeah. Um, Yeah, that that was surprising. I thought, I was really thinking Embiid was really on his way to getting MVP. Yeah. Do you think, do you think he's going to get it this year? Or be close for it? I don't know if he'll get it. I think he'll be in the running, definitely top three again. Mm-hmm. But I, I can't say that he'll definitely get it. You know, Giannis will be up there. Jokic will be up there again. LeBron's always there, no matter what. Curry. LeBron, LeBron James. <laughs> I um, can definitely see him being in the running. I, yeah, me too. Yeah, I could see, definitely see Sixers making postseason. Oh, I think that's 100%. solid. Yeah, that's pretty solid. Well, I want to talk about one more thing. I want to talk about the Flyers. Um, how, you've been a, a long-time Flyers fan. Uh, you've gone to a lot of games. Uh, I know we went to one last year. Um, that was a good one too. We went to mm-hmm. got, that got was. the hat trick, thirty percent off all hats. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I know they got a new coach in. Um, how do you feel about this season going up? Is it a, re, uh, is it a rebuild in uh, the Flyers? I, yeah, it's still a rebuild for sure. I don't see them making the postseason at all. They didn't look that good last year. I can kind of see the same this year. But do you think this new head coach, um, do you think they can really change some big things? Maybe. I mean, it takes time, though. Mm. Who's the head coach, Brennan? John Tortorella. That's right. Torts. If you're a hockey fan, you either love this man to death or you hate him to death. See, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. He's very like scrappy, aggressive. He's not sentimental, and I think mm-hmm. honestly that's what the Flyers need. You know, they're called the Broad Street Bullies. They need to go back to being the Broad Street Bullies. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um. Flyers, Eagles, Phillies, and Sixers. Yep, those are Philadelphia sports teams. Good. Strong, job. strong start for two of the teams, and we could see or strong start don't for the Eagles. Forget about the Union. I forgot that you yeah, just it just clinched the first seed. I forgot you like thirty three and twelve. That's cool. I don't Neither. care about soccer. Anyway, well, <laughs> Philly Sports <laughs> Philly Sports are on top right now. Um very excited to watch, very excited to see. Um I know Joseph and a lot of people are excited to see um how the Eagles and Phillies do. And then, you know, once basketball starts in a few days. Um, I think it starts, starts in like two days. I think so. But so exciting time just in sports in general, but especially in Philly. Um, coming up, we're going to talk about MLB postseason. We're going to go recap our, um, these, what was it, the wild card round? Yep, it was the wild card round. We recap the wild card round in the MLB. Thank you so much to Joseph to be on. Mm-hmm. Um, appreciate him so much. Thank you for having yeah. me, Biggie. Course. Um, so that's coming up on the Biggie Show. Thank you so much for Joseph for coming on. Um, longtime friend, huge. And thank you for everyone who's listening and you know all the other guests that come on. Yeah. Very much appreciated for that. Um and helping me He's accomplished my dream in building the skull. Especially thank you to Brendan here for joining on. Um, that's a huge, huge help to me. Um, Brendan, longtime friend, great friend. Just want to you know shout him out here. Thanks, man. He got a great heart. Um, one of the best friends you honestly can have. Uh, both these uh, guys, Joseph and Brendan. Um, so just say thank you to Brendan and Joseph. Yeah, of course. Thank you for letting me tag along on your dream. Of course, and, and Matthew uh, last week. Oh yeah, Matthew was great too. All right, Brendan. Yeah. MLB postseason. It was pretty. All right. Now, hold on. I'm, I'm going to start this off mm. by saying, how about the Nets, baby? <laughs> how about those I'm Nets? Ve- I'm glad. See, when we talked on the show about when you asked me, like, who I thought I was going to win, I answered who I thought, like, based on, like, stats and everything, not who mm. I wanted to win. Well, some of, some of the people that I went with, I did want to win. But I'm so glad that the Mets lost. It's just, it's such a Mets fashion to look scary and to just collapse and explode in the postseason. My, one of my friends is a uh, Mets fan. As soon as I'm they, so sorry. As soon as they lost, <laughs> I texted him, how about those Mets? Am I right? <laughs> yes. So, what, 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 are any other games that stood out for you this postseason? I mean, as a whole, like, 
here's the thing like i don't have cable at my one house that i live at mm. uh so i follow the games on game day so like it tells me like what happens but i don't really like always see how it happens and mm. it's also kind of gets lost in the stats but uh i mean i really enjoyed that Phillies Cardinals series, I and mean, we already talked about that. I expected this to go three games, so I'm really happy that the Phillies wrapped it up in two. Mm-hmm. And uh, the pitching really showed out, especially in game two, uh, keeping it a shutout. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bullpen often collapses for the Phillies, and that's going to be a big uh, issue in this uh, Atlanta Braves series because they've got a very killer offense. But the Cardinals also have a really hot offense, so the the fact that they kept them quiet and they eliminated them and the way they did was great. And also the Padres, they also their pitching also really came in clutch. Uh, just a really great performance in Game Three by the Padres pitcher Joe Musgrove. Uh, seven innings, only gave up one hit. And on ESPN, I don't want to like butcher the stat, but it was I think it was the first time. It was either in postseason history or wild card history. I think it might be postseason. I think I know what you're talking about. To only to give up less than two hits and win in a start. I think that's what the stat was. I could be off a little bit. I knew it was less than two hits, and I think it was a win in the postseason. But the first uh, pitcher to do that in all of MLB history, very impressive. That That is really impressive. Really, yeah. Especially how long, you know, like, think about how long MLB's been around. Yeah. Um, another game that stood out for me was that that Guardians Rays. Oh yeah, fifteen yes. innings. Yes, how could I forget about that one? That was uh, whew. what are your thoughts on that? I was like just hoping it would just end, you know, <laughs> like uh. So my I've mentioned this to you before, but for those of you who have not, you know, you, maybe you're you're new to the show, you haven't listened to it. Uh, my grandfather's a big Cleveland fan. Uh, he's been a fan for a very long time. Uh, and Cleveland has, I think they now have the longest World Series drought uh, out of all the teams to win it. Not to be in the World Series, but to win the World Series. Uh, they had a chance, I believe it was 2016, against the Cubs, and they lost. Uh, and so he's been bitter about that. And Cleveland's been very up and down in the past years uh, between then and now. They've always been either in the playoff or in the playoff picture, but then they come up short. And the Rays are a scary team. Uh, they're bullpen beasts, which, you know, great pitching staff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, they've got some studs on offense like a Rosarena, uh, Wander Franco, uh, Diaz Choi. But to go 15 innings, shut out for 15 innings, mm-hmm. and then to finally just get that uh, walk-off home run, uh, I'm really glad that the Guardians are moving on. And it's going to be a just monster in the Yankees that they're going to have to go against. But I'm going to be honest with you. I see two upsets happening. And I'm not just saying this because of bias. It sounds like when I tell you which teams mm-hmm. are involved, it'll sound like bias, but I can provide he's, a reason. He's not being biased, guys. I mean, a little bit, but not really. I see him crossing his fingers right now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I honestly could see Cleveland forcing an upset over the Yankees. And I could see the Phillies forcing an upset over the Braves. But would they have to stretch it out, right? Oh, yeah. It's it's going to take all five games. Okay. It's not going to be a sweep for sure. It's not even going to be four games. Mm-hmm. It's going to take all five games. Uh, and the reason why I say this is the Yankees have great pitchers. Mm-hmm. They have Garrett Cole. They have Nestor Cortez, uh, Jameson Talon, 
They got a lot of great pitchers. Here's the thing. Their bullpen's a little shaky. Uh, we saw it live. Their bullpen imploded. Uh, and Garrett Cole, he has a track record, especially in the playoffs. When it comes to clutch games, he cannot deliver. He just freezes, and he acts like an amateur pitcher. Uh, and I believe he might be get, getting the game one start against the Guardians today. I don't know if my phone will tell me. It does not. Maybe if I go on MLB website, but we're getting a little uh, low on time. Uh, uh, but, I mean, he's going to show up. Even if he doesn't show up game one. He's gonna, what's today's date? Today is the 11th. Um, I can pull it up. Yeah, even if he doesn't start today, I mean, they're going to see either C- Cortez is starting today or, or Garrett Cole is starting today. I can guarantee Garrett it. Cole. I mean, yeah, Cole. so it is Garrett Cole. <laughs> Garrett Cole is not the most clutch guy, and yes, they are in Yankee Yankee territory. Yankees fans are malicious. <laughs> even in, Worst fans of baseball. Even in enemy territory, Worst they are malicious. fans, outside of Mets fans. But, like, here's the thing. The Guardians, they do have studs on offense. Jose Ramirez, uh... Stephen Kwan, even though Kwan was kind of cold in Tampa Bay. Uh, like, they just... This is a good Guardians team. They're, they've got a great free-headed monster. And uh, Contrail, uh I'm losing my names right now. Bieber. And, uh, shoot, I can't think... McKenzie. Tristan McKenzie. <laughs> and they have one of the best qu- closers in the game, Emmanuel Classe. Uh I really think the Guardians could pull it out over the Yankees. And the Yankees, they had that part where they started choking. And they started they had that monstrous, oh, yeah. uh, huge lead. And, of course, they preserved their lead. But they started, like, slipping and falling. Until Aaron Judge. Well, they, they just good. relied on Aaron Judge. Like, the rest of the offense and the pitching went to crap. And Aaron Judge was the only one pulling his weight. I was so scared, Brennan. I was scared ESPN was going to pull me out of bed to make me watch Aaron Judge <laughs> hit, hit the 62. <laughs> I was scared for my life. I'm suing the ESPN. You're suing the ESPN. <laughs> the ESPN. The ESPN. I, yeah. I, I think, I want to get this in here real quick. I think what stood out for me, mm-hmm. the fact that it went 15 innings just shows you like postseason compared to regular season baseball. Oh, yeah. I mean, you've told me this a bit, and it was nice. It was cool to see this. Yeah. You know, I was, I was watching. I was like, wow, 15 innings. I, I thought that just shows that postseason baseball is so much different. Yeah. And so much better than regular season baseball. Yeah. And, like, honestly, like, sometimes you might, like, make a, like, a strategic play, like, in the regular season, like, all right. I mean, it depends on where you are in the standings and, like, mm. where you're at in the season itself. But, like, sometimes you'll be like, all right, we're okay with giving up this game in extra innings because, you know, you have to think baseball is a very mental sport. Yes. You have to, like, especially with, like, the bullpen, you don't want to burn throughout your entire bullpen uh, when you're going against like big top teams, uh, and you don't want to like lose your leads, and you don't want to just go out there with tired pitchers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in the postseason, you have a little bit more flexibility to do that. Pitching is a lot different in the postseason, and you'll see that uh, the more you watch baseball and the deeper and the, the way that series play out. Uh, so yeah. It's just October baseball is a lot different. Mm. And so the fact that they s- saw it through for 15 innings, they brought their best work. They didn't give up uh, on both sides of the ball. Uh, yeah, that says something about this Cleveland team. They want the win. They want to prove the doubters wrong. I think that's that's huge. That's definitely huge for Cleveland. Yeah, they, I think they've always been that team. Really? Yeah. I mean, I never thought they were ever the favorites in anything. They always were like the underdog team. Maybe in the uh, World Series... I mean, it's 
hard to think back in 2016 and remember like all the stats and everything mm-hmm. and like who was the favorite on paper in that World Series matchup. But, like I don't think Cleveland was ever the team you would most expect to win at all or to even get to the playoffs sometimes. People were doubting them in this at the beginning of the season. They thought they would be like second or third place, mm-hmm. but they won the division. That's huge. Yeah. I think one other, I want to talk about the Mariners and the Blue Jays. Yeah, that was a very fun series. How do you feel about it? The Mariners upset, right? It would be considered an upset. I believe it was an upset. Because I know even my dad, longtime baseball fan, was very surprised at the Mariners, you know. Oh, yeah, I went with the Blue Jays on this one. What do you, what do you think about the Mariners? I told you they're a very young and hungry team, uh, just like Cleveland, but I think the Mariners might be a little bit younger than Cleveland. I don't know. There, there's a stat that will tell you, like, the like average age of the teams. But, yeah, the Mariners are motivated. Now, part of it was a collapse on the Blue Jays' part. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, they had a very comfortable lead, and then that eighth inning, four-run, well, it was a four-run sixth and eighth inning for the Mariners. Uh yeah, the Blue Jays' bullpen just full, uh, blew apart. But still. They folded up. <laughs> even there's ways that teams can fall apart and then save themselves. Or if they fall apart, they're still not letting as much as they should go up. Uh, the Mariners are an explosive team on offense. Mm-hmm. And they've got those young studs. And I don't see them beating Houston. I'm sorry. I want do them you, to. Do you think it'll be close? Or do you think... I'm saying four games. What if they get swept? I don't think the Mariners are going to get swept. But four games. It's probably out of all these matchups. Well, actually, no. No, no, no. Out of all these matchups, they're the most likely to get swept. I'm not going to lie. But I see this going four games in favor of the Astros, even though I don't want that to happen. I think I can see the Padres getting, like, swept, like, bad. Well, I fought that. I'm looking at that. See, the thing. I fought that, but they... Played better against the Mets than but I the, thought they would. But the Mets. But also, like, it's a divisional game. It is? Padres are in the same division as as L.A. Are they national? It's national? Yep, National League West. I always think Padres are American. I don't know why. There might have been the time that they were. Wait, are they San Diego Padres, right? Yes, they are. I think because my mind thinks San Diego Chargers, AFC oh, West. Oh, yes. Yeah, so you think wh- American League. I think, yeah, it's just my brain. Yeah. Uh, But... It's a divisional game because the Padres and the Dodgers, they're rivals. The Padres were motivated when they built this team that they did. Uh, they were motivated by the Dodgers because the Dodgers uh, are, you know, a super team. They've been a super team for the last how many years? They've been a super team all their life pretty much. But like, Honestly. But yeah, uh, so they were motivated against the Dodgers. I think they're going to be motivated and they're <laughs> going to play better than they usually do. I'm convinced they're printing money over there in L.A. But the problem is, I still think LA is going to beat them out. But I don't mm. think it's going to be a massacre. I really don't. You know, it could be. I could easily be wrong because, again, Dodgers are rested and they're the Dodgers. But that's the thing. October baseball, anything can happen. I feel like regular season baseball is relatively predictable for the most part, but October baseball is very unpredictable. Like we talked about, like Joseph said earlier, you know, no one thought that Phillies were going to win, but they ended up sweeping the Cardinals. Yeah. So that was crazy. Yeah. Well, baseball starts today, actually, at the time we're recording this. Right uh, now, actually. Phillies are on. The game just started. Yep. Um, got a lot of baseball to watch. Yeah. We're definitely going to be this talking This is my about- favorite time of the year. <laughs> Baseball's uh, closing down, <laughs> football's in, and hockey's starting. This is my time to be alive. It's soccer. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
a lot to look forward to in the sporting world. Again, thank you for Joseph Parker to coming on. Huge, huge thank you for him. Go follow him at jpargs on Instagram. Yes. Um, follow Brennan, Brennan Eshelman. Yep, Brennan Eshelman. On Instagram. And follow myself at Ethan Henger. Let's go. And this is on Spotify. Share this, share the link, spread it around, spread the love. Um, share the love. Uh, but thank you for listening to the Biggie Show, season two, episode five. Yep. Thank you for listening. We'll see you later. Biggie out.